2: Michelle Smallman, Randy Carricker. One of the fun things in our business is when stuff happens today, National Hockey League Trade Deadline Day, and we're hoping something happens during our show. I was listening to Danny Wexelman on MLB Network Radio last week, and she was talking about Freddie Freeman right when the Braves traded for battles, and she did a fantastic job. And Danny, uh, the St. Louisan with us now on 101 ESPN to talk a little Cardinals and Major League Baseball. Good morning, Danny. How are you doing?
0: Oh my gosh. Hi, friends. I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me.
2: And first, let's start with that. How fun is that? When stuff happens, it crosses your screen that the Braves have traded for Matt Olson, and it changes really a couple of people's lives, Matt Olson and Freddie Freeman, and you get to cover it from every angle.
0: I was so shocked, to be honest. I was just trying to dive into what it would mean if Freeman didn't return to Atlanta, and my producer puts in the chat that it's official, it happened, and he kind of like breaks in, and I'm like, okay, actually, what I'm talking about is seriously happening in real time. So it's, it's really wild, to be honest, to do it live on air. That's my first time getting the chance to break anything of that magnitude. So it was super fun. I hope that I covered it appropriately, because to be honest, I was shocked. So it, you have to like balance being shocked yourself, but then also delivering what it means to Atlanta, and Matt Olson, and then the Dodgers and Freddie Freeman. So it was super fun. I'm glad you got to listen to that. That's fun. Danny, we
3: were playing a clip from your show when you had John Moselock, Cardinals-Pobo, on recently, and he was talking about how they were not really going to explore the shortstop market, that they were confident in Paul DeYoung to return to form. What do you think about that approach? Do you think that the Cardinals should have put that confidence in Paul DeYoung to bounce back, or do you think they should have gone out and looked at this robust shortstop market and tried to make an upgrade?
0: I love the idea that the Cardinals are going to invest one more time in Paul DeYoung. I think that the shortstop market was exciting. It's expensive. It's not an area I felt like St. Louis was going to invest in because they have Paul DeYoung. They have Edmundo Sosa and everyone loves to look back at the last two years of Paul DeYoung. And it's obvious to see that the numbers are down. The production was down. He dealt with a little bit of injury as well but if you look back at some of the numbers he had not only his rookie year where he finished second rookie of the year voting but that next year too in 2018 is one to note and those numbers are really good i know he was the all-star in 2019 but 2018 shows these flashes of greatness as well paul de young has it he has the skills he can get the job done he can do it in the field he can do it at the plate with the home run numbers but it's so interesting if you really break it down There's not that much difference between the all-star 2019 season and 2021 as far as strikeout percentage, not that different. Walk percentage, not that different. So you read some of the articles that are out there. The coverage is so great right now. It sounds like he's just really gotten in his head and it's time to go back to being more of himself.
3: And, Danny, Trevor Shorey was someone that a lot of Cardinals fans were thinking might come to St. Louis with the Nolan Arenado connection. But he goes to the Red Sox six years, $140 million uh, on that deal. What do you think about Trevor Story to the Red Sox? How do you think that his acquisition will help the Red Sox and they stacked American League East?
0: Oh, my gosh. I feel like every team should be even more terrified that Trevor Story's is in the lineup for the Red Sox. What is so crazy is that he's going to the Red Sox to be a second baseman. So he probably had offers from other teams. I'm sure the Rockies potentially could have given him more money, but he wanted to go to the Red Sox, a contending team. And he's like, I'll play any position. So as of now, he's going to be their second baseman, not even going to be their shortstop. The money that he got, as you said, that's being allocated in other places for St. Louis. So while it makes sense that he and Nolan Arenado would be reunited in St. Louis, and I'm sure Nolan was pushing for that and hoping for that, that money's being allocated for starting pitching, for bullpen depth, for places that also need a little bit of a facelift in St. Louis. But anybody in the American League should fear Trevor Story and a guy who has probably been itching to play important competitive baseball and now he's got it in one of the best divisions.
2: MLB Network Radio's Danny Wexelman, Sirius XM with us on 101 ESPN with Carrick and Smallman and Danny, as you know, the Cardinals have lost Jack Flaherty, he won't start the season with the ball club, Alex Reyes is also out in the bullpen but we saw, we all saw the lack of quality depth the Cardinals had at the beginning of last year, trying to start Yohanov Oviedo, trying to get by with, with guys like John Gantt As a Cardinal fan, would you like to see them add a little depth to the rotation with Flaherty out?
0: Yeah, you always want to see some depth added. I think no matter who your team is, you can never have enough pitching. It's a tale as old as time, and especially when you have Jack Flaherty, who was the first guy to hit 8-0 last season. And then Alex Reyes. I mean, if your heart doesn't go out for Alex Reyes, I don't know what, because the injuries that guy has sustained with – getting that Tommy John surgery, coming trying to come back from that, dealing with the finger injury and now this. I, I feel for him and I for his opportunity to be great with them. I don't know how much more pitching depth is out there, to be honest. I think that the those names are starting to wane a little bit right now and the ability to add through the free agent market. I'm not sure there's many guys left there is, though, an opportunity, potentially, if you look at Oakland, mm-hmm. they have Frankie Montas and Sean Manaya. Those names have been floated out there. But they're going to cost money. They're not going to come cheap. So depending on if the Cardinals want to make a trade to go get those guys, they could help bolster. But you've got you to be prepared to pay up and maybe potentially hand over a prospect or two for them. Danny, how do you think
3: the Cardinals stack up in the division? It seems like they're the favorite by not even making moves because of the inactivity of the other teams in the NL Central.
0: Oh, my gosh. This is my favorite question because everybody (laughs) loves to make this prediction and they love to be like, ah, it's the Brewers' division. It's theirs to lose. But in my eyes, there's no way that the Cardinals are not going to be competitive and they're not going to be dog-eat-dog with the Brewers all season long. I see it as a two-man race in the National League Central 100%. Listen, the Brewers added Andrew McCutcheon. They got Hunter Renfro. So I understand they're adding a little bit. They have the reigning NL Cy Young and Corbin Burns, but I think it's going to be dog-eat-dog between those two teams. And I just think that the Cardinals' fight that they have, we see it. We witness that every single season when anybody counts them out, and then they go on a freaking (laughs) 17-game win streak. So you never know. I think it's a a dogfight between those two this
2: season. And the the Cubs seem to be halfway in, don't they? They go out and they sign Strowman. They still have Hendricks. they, They got Wade Miley. So they've got some starting pitching. But they really haven't added to their starting eight, aside from Andrelton Simmons, to play some defense. I can't figure out whether the Cubs are in or out. (laughs)
0: I think they're straddling the line. I think that we wouldn't say rebuild. No way I would say that word. But I do think that they are reassessing and getting their footing. Again, they're going to be chippy. They always are. They're going to cause problems for everybody because they're the Cubs. And they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. But for the NL Central, I've got the Cardinals and the Brewers facing off. Honestly, it's the other divisions, you guys. When I look at the American League Central, the National League East, even the American League, all the other divisions seem to really punch it up. And then the National League Central, I felt like, has has been farther behind as far as additions go for the offseason. But listen, like, it was a weird offseason. The lockout, shortened spring training. It, the season's like 20 days away, 19 days away. So you never know what could happen. But, yeah, I think that the Cubs are the Cubs are just going to be a problem. They're going to be a nat. This season, a little annoying, but not much of a problem.
2: And Danny, when we look at our division, like we're talking about, the Reds, the Cubs, somewhat uh, non-competitive. The Pirates are going to be non-competitive. In the East, with the addition of Castellanos and Schwarber, it's going to be the Phillies and the Braves and the Mets all beating up on each other. And to an extent, the Nationals. And in the West... San Diego really has good pitching. I, I like the Padres, I think, better better than most people do. But the Padres, Giants, and Dodgers are going to be beating up on each other. So what the Cardinals need to do is handle business against the Cubs, Reds, and, and Pirates.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. They've got to take care of that, and especially at home. You really have to get those those wins up. Because when you look across the board, and it's one of my favorite things, I think, about the game right now is the parity among the teams, you saw that the competitive balance tax, that luxury tax was increased. So now you saw a team like the Phillies, who for the very first time in the history of that franchise with Dave Dombrowski, they went above that luxury tax. They went out and gotten at Castellanos. That guy's bat is going to be so dangerous. Their defense, ah, we'll wait and see about that. But... Yeah, the Phillies had to upgrade because the Mets and the Braves are really scary. the Nats were like, hey, let's go get Nellie Cruz just for fun and (laughs) add him to Juan Soto. And as you said, the National League West, you have the Dodgers who have a terrifying lineup. The Giants won 107 games last season. The Padres went and got Luke Voigt. Everybody knows Luke Voigt. That dude started in (laughs) St. Louis, traded to the Yankees, didn't get his footing. Uh, You guys, I think this kid's going to mash. He's going to mash. He's going to love the weather in San Diego. He's going to love the vibe and he's going to be there for that team in a way that they need because Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to be out for a few months. But the parity in the league this season is something I haven't I – I can't say I've seen it in a while, so I'm super stoked to just see other teams do better. How about the Rangers getting Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager? I mean, they're going to be really good. They're not going to be leading that division, but they're going to be really good. The Mariners, the Blue Jays, I mean, you look top to bottom, and I just think that baseball got a lot better this year.
3: Danny, one move that really had me scratching my head, though, was Chris Bryant to the Rockies. I can't decide <laughs> if it made less sense for Chris Bryant to go to the Rockies, a place where guys like Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado were begging to get out of, or for the Rockies to give him a seven-year, $182 million contract after they paid the Cardinals to take Nolan <laughs> Tell Tell me your take on that.
0: Oh, I scratched my head. I woke up and my jaw dropped. I'm not going to lie, guys. I didn't stay up late. A lot in this lockout. I was like, I need my sleep because it's going to be a long year. So (laughs) I wasn't up for a lot of the craziness, but I woke up and I was like, what in the world is happening? It's upside down right now. The money makes sense. I heard, I think he said he has some family in Denver. He's thought about the Rockies a lot. Listen, he's going to play every day. Sounds like he's going to play left field. The dude's wanted to play one position every day. He's going to get that. He's going to hit monster shots, right? The dude's going to hit it out of the ballpark. He probably will win some kind of title. Maybe he gets more money in his contract. And at the end of the day, it it, is disappointing because you want to see a guy like Chris Bryant play for a contending team, play for a competitive team. That's not going to be the Rockies for a while and i don't really know what the draw was except for the money and who doesn't love denver i love denver too but like but besides that i'm not really sure what he's thinking and you know good for him you got the money got paid and that's important for the market and the league but other than that i'm with you i was super confused but i guess good for chris bryant and his family
2: you can follow Danny Wexelman on Twitter at Danny Wex. And the first time you were on with us, all of our Twitters blew up from people in Eureka that were so fired up that you were on the show. It was awesome. And you can give a shout out uh, to Eureka if you want.
0: Oh my God, of course. My my high school, Eureka High School, I love to death the people there. Um, some of my favorite humans on Earth, I still talk to them. I'm actually going to be there at the end of April because I, I have a scholarship that I give out at Eureka, so I'm going to be there for the first time to get to give that out. Um, and also, can I also give a shout-out to Alexa Dat, who yes. is crushing it right now in St. Louis, my girl, who is just phenomenal, and I hope everyone's falling in love with her. She's one of the hardest-working people I know. But You guys um, have a I podcast, right? We do have a podcast. That's what she said with Danny. Yeah, so I'm just stoked that she's there and that everyone gets a chance to know her. Like I do, because she is one of she's one of the best people in my life. So I'm glad you guys get a piece of her too.
2: Definitely. And when you come into town at the end of uh, April, hopefully you can make it into studio.
0: I you know what? I'd love that. I would absolutely love that. We can meet in person and hang out. Let's
2: we'll do, do it. it. Great. Thanks, Danny. Have a great day.
0: <laughs> Thank you guys. Have the best day.
2: See you later. That is Danny Wexelman, MLB Network Radio on Sirius XM on one oh one ESPN.
1: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of plugged in with Chris Howard. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, Bit Online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Grifols Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifolsplasma.com.